Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of Spurs Show. Coming to you live from the 100 Club. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Joining me tonight, three wonderful guests. Firstly, my co-host of the show, Mr. Theo Delaney. Good evening. Secondly, the author of the wonderful book on uh, Tottenham and his father particularly, the Ghost of White Hart Lane, Mr. Rob White. Good evening. And thirdly, Mr. Radio himself, <laughs> the man with the finest show, on, on, on any radio, to be quite honest, in the afternoon, and he crowbars Tottenham Hotspur on any opportunity, <laughs> Mr. Paul Hawksby. <laughs> right, so on tonight's show, we've got to talk about the. Uh, I, actually, I listened, I, I very rarely listen back to any of these shows, but I thought I'd better listen back to a bit of the last one. And me and my three guests last week, uh, Simon Lipson, Emmanuel Mon, and Paul Coit, all said, oh, yeah, we'll beat West Ham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all said. Emmanuel Mon, who is the most pessimistic Spurs fan, he even said, oh, no, we'll get, we'll get at least a draw. So we've got to sort of, I mean, we'll, we'll skirt over it, don't worry, but we've all had to talk about that. We'll then talk about the game coming up on Sunday and then that everyone here in the room is thinking about and mulling over and is, is the last game at White Hart Lane. So we'll talk about our, our greatest memories and as Spurs fans, we have to talk about some of our worst memories as well, because that's part of being a Spurs fan. Uh, so we'll discuss that as well. So Theo, we'll start with you. I mean, we always knew it was a bit of a long shot trying to catch up with Chelsea, but we yeah. all kind of hoped, oh, wouldn't it be lovely before the game we were a point behind? Yeah. And I think even the most pessimistic Spurs fan thought the way we're playing and the way they've been playing... Well, yeah, we'll, we'll win this game. Yeah. So, I but, mean... But what? West Ham turn into some sort of 
different beast when they yeah. play. I, mean, yeah, I know it's a cliche, but it definitely is their cup final. I mean, imagine next final. year when they play us at Wembley. It really is going to be. It's their ultimate dream. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, the team always raised, as we know, they always raise their game. They become, you, can't, you, you can't go by their recent form, and that's what they did. But, you know, we'd had a few tight away games recently. We had the one at Swans, we had the one at Palace yeah. that we found a way and just about got through. And you're not going to keep getting through those games. You're going to come, you're going to have yeah, one yeah. week where it goes against you. And that's, yeah. I think that's why. You think, I mean, that's, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, yeah, Rob, I mean, last season they went at us. So we kind of knew, and in fairness, the first five, ten minutes, there were some tackles flying in from both teams. So we sort of, we looked up for the fight. But apart from that first half and that sort of Kane shot, Ali block, yeah, Kane yeah. another one. That was kind of it, wasn't it? It was it, but, but see, my Spurs core is still calibrated to we're going to lose eventually. <laughs> and I was on that, well, we've won nine, was it nine in, nine in a row? Yeah. So, to me, it wasn't really a massive surprise that we got mm. beaten. Um, and it was something, that, yeah, it was really on the cards as far as I was concerned. What about, is it something to pull to with this sort of big pitch syndrome? Wembley, the London Stadium... What is this about these sort of big stadiums now that we just don't seem to do very well in? I think we're considering narrowing the pitch at Wembley. They've talked about doing it. To five yeah. a side, yeah. to a five a side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That'd be quite handy. Three in the alley. It's, you know, you have to think it's very hard to win ten games in a row at this time of year. You know, Chelsea haven't managed to do it at the tail end of the season. They've lost a couple of games on this run. To do it now, we've got a smaller squad than most of the teams around us. As, as Rob said, it's really hard to keep going and going and winning games. And, you know, we should have done really. We're better than them. But they played out their skin. We had an off night. It happens. You know, I don't think we can overanalyze it, really. But they kind of scored, you know, it wasn't a last-minute goal. It was like sort of 50, 60 minutes. It was a long way to go. 64. 64 minutes. But yeah. even after that, there was no... I mean, I personally just put it down as we're tired and the thin squad yeah, yeah. kind of show. Because, you know, I, th- I think, I'm sure we'll touch on it later, when it comes to bringing these players on that can turn a game, I mean, you can argue, have we ever kind of had it? I mean, we've had... Few players over the years that could do it. Sure, I think we do look thin there, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I, I don't know because I, I, I said the first season Poch was there. I thought, and I think he's done that. I think that I think the the whole mentality needed to change, and that's what he's done steadily. And I think you're right when you. It's like all of us when your energy energy levels lo- go low, you revert to sort of what you used to do. And I still think there's a little bit more of that winning mentality that he's just got to instill. Um, and that, you know, what I thought was really impressive was having lost the cup semi-final. We we then go and win two more games, and I know yeah, Spurs, Spurs teams that I've won. That's why we all thought we'd win because we turned over the wooden ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was like this, most Spurs fans like, oh no, here we go, here we go, and it was a brilliant comeback, Palace and Arsenal. That's why most people here in the room thought, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll win this game. Yeah. Mm. You know? I mean, this bottler's cobbler is just ridiculous. The idea that, that Tottenham bottled it is staggering. Tony yeah. Evans wrote a really good piece in The Standard the other day. saying the bottlers are Liverpool and Man United and, and Man City. Sides better results. And Arsenal, of course. Especially sides, Arsenal. Sides with deeper squads, better resource than us. Yeah. More money to spend on wages. And they've come up short. We haven't come up short. No, we, I mean, we, we, we punched drew, above our we weight We drew again. those games in September, October, and we had injuries and, and various yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Champions League about to start. Yeah. That's where, if, if you think we had a chance with the title, that's where the title went. But that Early defeat against year. West Ham was the first game we've lost to an, uh, you know, a, not, a, non, a, yeah. a, a bad team, if you like, a team that isn't in the higher echelon yeah. all season. I mean, that is incredible yeah. consistency. Yeah, and it, it was a, I couldn't work it out I couldn't sit there and work through the figures but it must have been the first game we haven't scored in 
uh, in, for, for months and months and months. Yeah. By the logic that we won yeah. all those games. I mean, we've all seen that two-year table. Like Over the last two seasons, we're the best team. We've scored the most points. So it's really, even for Spurs fans, it's hard to be churlish and find fault in, in one yeah. very occasional defeat. And in fact, if you look at that game, that West Ham game, it wasn't a one-sided game by any means. In fact, we had most of the possession mm. and most of the other stats were quite even. But they did nothing until the goal, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And we, we, they were very fortunate in the first half. We very, very nearly scored. There was a fortuitous kind of uh, save by the goalkeeper, wasn't there, where his okay. ankle happened yeah, yeah. to get in the right place at the right time, yeah. purely by chance. If we scored that, we'd have won, I'm sure. Yeah, they did have a chance early on, didn't they? That one when Lanzini yeah. had squared it, who are you? They, that yeah. could have been an early yeah. goal. So they yeah. look... They, they played out. They played. Yeah, they raised the game. It was relatively even for a game yeah. with Tottenham in because Tottenham dominate almost mm. every game they've been in this this season. They seem to. I took your brother, of course. He went to the dark side. Sam, Little who Sam. was a West Ham fan. Yeah. Somehow, how did that? How did you let that happen, oh. younger brother? <laughs> but he uh, uh, he was saying to me that even the we talked about the most pessimistic Tottenham fan not thinking we would lose. <laughs> Many even the room. most optimistic uh, West Ham didn't fans think they had a didn't chance think for one yeah. minute. Yeah. They were going to win that yeah. game. Even now, they've not been able to stick it to us because I think they're still in shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they think they haven't won it yet. Yeah, yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. So we've got three games left. Can uh, we still do it? What do we think? <laughs> can we feel <laughs> mathematically? We, we can, can still do this. <laughs> See, that's that's a, that's a optimistic person. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't I was thinking? Can we still finish second? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is <laughs> thinking we still win it? Still in there, yeah. Mike. You know, there's yeah. the difference. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this game on Sunday. We were, you know, we kind of knew when the fixtures came out that oh, last game of Hart Lane, Man United. What's on it? There's not as much as on it now as we kind of thought a yeah. few weeks ago. But if there was ever really a great team that you want to play the last game, you, you want yeah. to play Arsenal last game of the season, no. the fear of losing or Chelsea or another London team. If, if you're honest, if you chose a team that sort of matched with us in history over the years, it is kind of Man United. Yeah. Whether you like them as Man United them or, or the Tottenham of the North. You know, if you look at Man United <laughs> in the 60s, they were, they, well, they were great like us. 70s, they were shit like us yeah. from the mid-70s, whatever. They've just obviously had that great era under Ferguson yeah. that hopefully we'll have under Pochettino. That, that yeah. little purple patch that lasted yeah. Like yeah. 20 odd years. years. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just a really only overlap. difference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's really it, really. And, the, and the Champions League and yeah. the European Cup. So, um, I mean, firstly, I mean, that game now for them, it looks like the only way they can qualify for top four is through the Europa League. Yeah. yeah. So do you think you'll play a weird team like you did against Arsenal? Probably. Well, if, if they win, you kind of sense if they win on Thursday, you might have a bit of a cigar and if you want to arrest people for the final. So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, definitely. That's the best bet, isn't it? They yeah. win, they yeah, beat yeah. Celtic. They look better than them last week anyway. So oh, yeah. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. And we get that point we need. Yeah. to keep us on track to win the league yeah. when Jermaine Defoe scores a penalty in the last minute for Sunderland yeah. to condemn Chelsea to second place. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and obviously, Paul Coit was on the show last week and let's talk a bit about the farewell game, which is kind of... We, we've known about it all season, but the club... I mean, it's only sort of coming out since they announced Wembley late it's only been like now if you go on the website the lane merchandise the lane it's a bit, it's a bit late for this yeah, now yeah, yeah. It? It's, it's all finished on Sunday and there was the papers today about the next day it's all been knocked down and we know now there's going to be a ceremony with, 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 with players 20 yeah. minutes after the, you, know, you know whether we win or lose the players have done enough for us all to remain there after the game and applaud them and the manager 
and some of the legends that are going to be there. Yeah. So, I mean, firstly with the game, I mean, you hope it's the game that we're going to win, Theo? I think we, uh, you know, what we've got to hope is that it doesn't go how it went last year, where it all, and indeed the year before. Of course, Pochettino's got form where the team can peter out. So it's really important that that doesn't happen. But I think, you know, taken across the season, we're a better team than Manchester United, and we should win. Even if they, I mean, certainly if they rest players, I think we'll win the game. And it's really important. I hope the players get extra motivated by the idea it's the last ever game at White Hart Lane, which means a lot to to the fans, of course. I would agree, yeah. I think there's enough of the players there now that understand uh, they've been with Tottenham for long enough and understand what it's going to mean to the fans and how important that game is. Mm. And I think United, like you said, Paul, I don't think their, game, their, their minds will be no. on it completely. So, yeah, I see us winning easy. But they weren't against Arsenal. I mean, I, mean, I think Arsenal were fairness, but I think were quite average as well, yeah. if any of you watched the game at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. United just... Rolled over a bit. Look, you know they're going to defend deep, but you know the way they're going to play under Mourinho, yeah. which yeah. is quite dull to watch. So you know what we've got to do. Yeah. But, you know... I think we need one more point to finish second. I think they'll have their own. You know, you know what? If we even finished one or two all, was yeah. that the end of the world? No. Because it's all about the ground. It's all about the memories on Sunday, yeah. not the yeah. actual game. I think, I think one all is quite like, you know, Mourinho. Yeah. He'll park the bus, which he famously accused us of. Yeah. He's You're got probably some right. Neck, isn't he? You're probably uh, right. So uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's one all, but it is then that one point we need to, to, to secure second. That's well, the important Before point. we um, talk about some of our greatest and worst memories of White Hart Lane, Here's, for those of you listening at home, a quick break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star Trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back. Thanks for those sponsors. <laughs> See, the magic, that's how we do it. It's seamless. It's uh-huh. seamless, people. Unbelievable, yeah. you see? We don't actually sit, though, while these people drone on. We just, uh-huh. that's it. That's all we do. <laughs> anyway, so Sunday, the final game at White Hart Lane. Um, I mean, I've been going since 72. How long have you been going Nin- since? 1968 was my 68? first 68? Uh, 70. 70? 71. So pretty much the same <laughs> yeah. within two, three yeah. years. So some of you saw... I mean, I went from the really low years, but anyway. Yeah. So I, I kind of worked out today if you went to sort of 19, 20 games a season from around that time. We've all seen at home around 1,000 games. Really? Yeah, God. work it out. Wow, we. Yeah, work it out. We've all seen 1,000 games plus at White Hart Lane. <laughs> You know, thankfully I can't remember most of them. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> two raised from the memory. Two thousand hours. I can remember eight games. No, no, I can remember more than that. So a very quick, you know, and I'm sure this will collate with a lot of people in the room here at the Hunter Club, and those of you listening around the world. Theo, 
give us some of your greatest memories. Well, at the lane. Yeah. Well, obviously, your first game, I was five years old, right. and uh, my uncle took me, my uncle Bonkers, and he brought me a, a rosette, a big oh. white rosette with a picture of Martin Chivers in the middle of it. Yeah. He reckons he's a Liverpool fan now, by the way, but they don't call him Uncle Bonkers for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but more recently, you know, there's, a lo- there's all those stringer games where we slay the beast, you know. I mean, that game where we beat the Arsenal 5-1 in that semi-final, the Chelsea 5-1, and then... But also... Um, what about that Danny Rose goal? I know it's only a goal, but... Oh, that, yeah, 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 That goal, it, it, it just signified something. It's an, such an incredible goal. But that game, we weren't supposed to win that game. And that was the great push to the Champions League. And that night was... I, I remember coming home early from a holiday and getting a motorbike taxi from Gatwick to get there. Yeah. Halfway there, I'm risking my life thinking, why am I going here? We're playing Arsenal, we've got no chance, we've got injuries and everything. And when Danny Rose scored that goal, it yeah. made it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Beautiful. Rob? Um, yeah, my, my first game, I can't remember who it was or what it was. I just remember being taken by my mum and um, I was about six years old and I spent most of the game in the players' tea room, wow. which used to overlook the car park at the old West Stand. And as a six-year-old kid, looking at the cars was a lot more interesting than looking at the football. <laughs> and actually, even as a 46-year-old or 50-year-old, there's some days where I think, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go and look Where's at the car park room? instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, maybe they could do that in the new stadium. You could have a glass thing looking at the yeah. car park. Yeah, the car park club. It cost you 10 grand. Um, but the, my first... So the first season I really remember was the, the season... That, um, the end of the season that we got relegated was when I started going with my mate... And at the time, we used to get, um, still get complimentary tickets from the club. Um, and I was about 13, I guess, 12 or 13. And I st- I, we went to the seats. They were at the top of the West Stand, the old wooden West Stand. And we went for about four games. And we decided that was very dull. So then we, for the next season, we went in the Paxton, although we took these season tickets. Because I said to my mum, yeah, we're going to go. We'll sit in the West Stand. So you just wander around then, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah but yeah. We, used to, we used to actually pay to get in the Paxton because you couldn't use the season tickets to get in the West Stand. And I hadn't figured out the fact that I could have used the season tickets to get in the West Stand and probably got round to the Paxton. But that was more fun. Um, I think my favourite game is probably... I was chatting with, this, with Theo, actually, and we, we picked the same one, and he's letting me talk about it, which was the, the 2-1 victory against Chelsea in 2006. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's got a very special memory for me because my dad had been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I went onto the pitch at half-time with my two daughters, wow. Wow. Who, who were very young at that time. And, um, yeah, I, I went on the pitch and collected the award from uh, Peter Baker and, and Cliff Jones. Um, and it was just fantastic to sit, to stand... Basically, I think there'd been a bit of a, some incident before, just before half-time. I think it was involving Ashley Cole. Yeah. And there was, so oh, yeah. I was stood yes, I at one end of the, 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 the tunnel yeah. opposite the pitch with my two daughters. And all the noise and the, the bustle and uh, everything, it was absolutely fantastic. And there was a lot of language going on. And, <laughs> um, and, and what I remember, I'll tell you this very quick story, because Graham Pohl was the referee at the time. And he came off the pitch... And he stood where the, just, just before the pitch finished. And Ashley Cole had stood in the um, Chelsea, in the, the dressing room doorway. And all the other players went in. And the, 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 for those of you who have done the stadium tour, the away dressing room is before the home dressing room. So you have to walk past the away dressing room to get to the home dressing room. Clive Allen stood with his hands like that on the, with the home dressing room, just looking, seeing what was going on. And Graham Pohl walked... And he, he walked and he saw Ashley Calder. He said, Ashley, 
get inside the um, dressing room. He said, I've got nothing to say to you. And Ashley Cole was there with a face like thunder. <laughs> and he keeps walking and, and Grandpa says, Ashley, I can see you standing there. Get in the changing room. Anyway, he didn't. He just walked on. And then Gram, um, as Grandpa got level with him, Ashley Cole just went, cunt. <laughs> bearing in mind my two little daughters are there. <laughs> They've heard worse. Um, <laughs> and Grandpa keeps walking and he gets level with um, Clive Allen and Clive goes, did you hear that? And Grandpa goes, yeah, he's not a clever lad, is he? <laughs> I don't know if you remember, in the second half, John Terry got sent off. Yes. Yeah. And I always think that was, that was linked. So for me, it was, a, it was a brilliant insight into um, behind the scenes. Yeah. Amazing. Paul, I mean, many memories. Good yeah, memories. I've seen us win a couple of European finals there. Well, Muller's goal in 72 against Wolves, and then 84 was a pretty special night. Um, I, that Inter game was fantastic as well. That was a special night, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a funny tale from uh, one of the things I'll always remember I, used to, I took a mate of mine to a game he was from Middlesbrough and he was living down here and um, we went and watched Middlesbrough versus Spurs and it was the game where we were 2-1 down quite late and David Owl's got a couple of goals and we won 3-2 we just completely mugged them and uh, I was with a my mate quite close in the East Stand and you know there was a few Herberts in there and they'd heard his accent so I was slightly over cockney it up to make him realise that we weren't Borough fans who were in enemy territory. And uh, he told me before he'd gone to school with Gary Pallister and he played in a basketball team with him. He told me this. Time. So there's a break in play, there's an injury, and Pallister is probably about 15 yards from us. And I look at him and he's trying to get his attention. I think, oh, no, don't. And suddenly he goes, Polly! Polly! And he looks around. And he goes, fucking hell, Villains, what are you doing here? <laughs> and there's all these Tottenham fans. What the fuck? <laughs> and they start, give me a, and they call this, and then the game starts again. <laughs> these people standing, they're just a game. Just, never had anything like that in a game in my life. So that, and you, a, won't, you won't get that with a new state. No, you, you won't. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, you've, you've already mentioned some of the games I... My, 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 I mean, I, went, I first gave 72, Arsenal 1-2-0. I think Peter scored both two goals. My first real memory, though, was the game we went down. We beat Leicester 2-0. Yeah. And what's one of the great things about being a Spurs fan, when you watch other fans when they go down in the last, during the Premier League, they're giving it to the players. They're, oh, you don't, can't, you're not fit to wear the shirt. I remember I was nine. We'd just been relegated for the first time ever in many, many years, I mean, many, many years to go down to the second tier. The fans were on the pitch and cheered and cheered, and the players sheepishly had to come out to the director's box, the old West End, and stand there, and, like we'd just won the cup final. And that, to me, is the great thing about being a Spurs fan. Yeah. We'd just gone down, yeah. and yet the yeah. fans got behind the team and went, we're still behind you. And those of you a certain age, remember that next season was brilliant. That yeah. next season in the, the old Division 2, my greatest memory of that season was um, Don McAllister, Bolton, diving yeah. head amongst yeah, yeah, yeah. all these boots. <laughs> I think it was 1-0, Sam yeah, yeah. Allardyce. That, to me, because they, even the hair was immaculate. <laughs> even then, McAllister had great hair. Yeah. That was my great memory. And then we were touched on most of them. The fight, you know, the, the, um, obviously the Andelect, 84, the place is rocking. Yeah. League games under Harry, but the Newcastle game, it was in the quiz, 5-0, mm. was some of the greatest football I'd seen in, in many, many years. Um, and obviously, 
and Tottenham Arsenal probably 83 5 nil because I still haven't got over the 78 5 nil. Yeah. so what's that five years on we turn that round and beat them 5 nil with a Mark Falco wonder volley yeah. I think there's grainy footage of it on YouTube <laughs> you can <laughs> find so I mean I think for most of us here whether you're going to the game or you're going to watch it we're going to be in floods of tears on Sunday because whether it's like loved ones you went with a game once fathers, mothers, uncles, brothers, sisters I think it's that family connection about Spurs that you'll remember great games but you're going to remember wonderful loved ones that aren't with us anymore that you went to the games with at some stage yeah absolutely and I think that's the great thing about Tottenham that no matter where you're from, from London, whether you're married into Arsenal or Chelsea, there was always a Spurs core. There was a brother, a dad, whether you married out, you know, you married an Arsenal fan. <laughs> you, knew, <laughs> you knew there was Spurs fans with you. And, and we look at the old stand. I remember as a kid standing on the enclosure, which, yeah. was, which is now West Stand Lower, isn't it? The enclosure wasn't, where, it wasn't the shelf. It was where sort of... Well, it was for kids. I used was, to go was there. It, well, there you are. You paid the 70s, you paid next to it. I used two to bob, love... Was two it? bob, for Christ's sake. Not even 10p yeah. to, to stand there. I used to love the enclosure. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, look, there we are. That's the sort of memories. Uh, if, if you're listening at home, the next show you're here could be the Harry Show. Don't forget all the links to the Spurs Show at spurshow.net next week our studio show Dave Edwards who's DJing here tonight Dennis Greaves of The Truth and Nine Below Zeroes oh, wow. joining us and Simon Cantor so until then come on you Spurs come on you Spurs come on you Spurs this is a playback media production Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.